Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Our uh, live feed was late today. I'm sorry about that. I had to get a special guest. Hey, my name is Matt Blake, and I am with the Global Buzz Analysis Network, or the GBAN.com. You can download the, uh, the Global Buzz Analysis Network or GBAN.com at your Apple uh, Apple Store or Google Play. That's right. And what does the GBAN do? Well, the GBAN is a Swiss Army knife for uh, social media of cannabis. Uh, we've got, there's the card right there. Uh, we're pushing two hashtags out into the world. Uh, what the Global Buzz Analysis Network does is we do buzz analysis on anything and everything. We are a user-based uh, uh, content, so you can submit content of your perspectives to the app itself um, and upload your own pictures uh, after you download it and become a user. But uh, we're uh, uh, a conduit for media aggregation, so we get a bunch of, uh, of our interests, things that interest us about uh, legalization, um, uh, um, medical uh, news, uh, news on uh, CBD. News. And CBD is huge. We have CBD big news huge. out of Illinois today, and you're going to want to stick around until we get the analysis of Miggy, who shall be joining us on the 15th of the hour. Until that time, who did you meet with today uh, as part of CBAN? Uh, uh, G-Ban. G-Ban. So uh, uh, it, it's uh, what we've been doing is um, we've kind of figured out the content is king. So we've been doing our own uh, G-Ban original content, meaning that uh, we, we went to um, uh, the MoCan BizCon uh, March 11th and 12th in St. Louis, and we covered a, a variety of uh, participants in that because uh, the legalization of uh, uh, MMJ, uh, medical cannabis, is, uh, is huge in uh, Missouri right now, and everybody's kind of scrambling. There, Missouri has a problem, though, when it comes to their stuff because I thought they do not have medical cannabis. They have medical CBD, and then they also have uh, cops who are anti-CBD, and they'll go into cancer patients' uh, hospital rooms and root through their stuff. What, what Do you know uh, any developments as to the status of medical cannabis in Missouri? Well, uh my, from my information base, uh, to be perfectly honest, I think that uh, I'm, I'm not a, a, a person that you would talk to about that. Uh, my knowledge base on that is limited, but the vibe from the conference that we got was that uh, uh, the excitement in the room and, and, and the, the prospecting and figuring things out to where 
they alleviate those that types of attitudes with the law enforcement. I mean, uh, everyone was eager to be problem solvers. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of the the messaging that we got uh, in talking with the variety of people that we talked to there. We talked to uh, Michael Carrera or Korea, who is with uh, NAIC.org, mm -hmm. which is the National Association of uh, uh, Crap. I can't remember, but anyway, his cannabis is in there somewhere. Right. Well, his his uh, his uh, um, hashtag on Twitter is uh, the pot lobbyist, the and pot lobbyist. He, he is the uh, uh, he goes to Washington and works on behalf of a variety of organizations that are you know searching for legalization and for changing the attitude. That was the big thing: is changing the stigma. Changing the stigma is going to be really, really difficult because that's why they called it marijuana. You see, if they exactly. would have called it uh, the cannabis laws, they they wouldn't have changed. But speaking about medical cannabis in Missouri. We are still on hiatus, waiting on something that will come down in what they call the rulemaking process. Right here, uh, in front of where Jerry's playing, are the finalized hemp rules from Illinois. And uh, we'll talk more about them later on in the broadcast. But there's great news out of Springfield, Illinois. And the rulemaking process, which is currently under effect in, in uh, Missouri for their medical marijuana, it, they are still doing rules programs and they aren't supposed to be finalized until June 4th of that year. Mm. And then the preliminary efforts, uh, you know, and those types of, it's not open for business. It's kind of like how Illinois is right now in hemp or uh, there's news out of Connecticut this week as uh, marijuana had legalized marijuana or adult use marijuana in Connecticut has been taken out of one of their committees. You see legalization, is not a light switch. It's not a binary thing where one day the laws change and suddenly it's legalized. It is an education and legislative process. And we're also lucky to live through this historic seventh grade civics class called cannabis legalization. And so what we got right now is we have uh, uh, the process where the law is passed and signed into effect, but then it goes into the executive branch where they make rules and it looks like that's where the rulemaking process is in Missouri but I'm going to I'm going to start paying attention to Missouri and I might even get licensed down there cultivation facilities uh $10,000 non-refundable application fee yeah uh, that was ooh. a lot of the, the bugaboo at the uh Mocan Bizcon um, was that the how expensive it was and how they had so many more uh, applications than they have slots for dispensary and for grower license and all that right. stuff. Right, and that's, and, that's and a it's lot. It's non-refundable. It's non-refundable. It's a wonderful way of saying thank you from the cannabis community to make sure that they can pay the states that have made this this thing a crime for 80 years. If that's, if that's not just a, a bald giveaway, I don't know what is. But um, well, they're using it to fund uh, that extra money. They're using that to kind of uh, fund the process and get the process moving to where, uh, you know, it's um, they're not a, compiling a bunch of debt, I guess, and, and trying to get the program. I mean, let me drop the, the Missouri stuff in the, the, the links so you guys can go. Ah, that is a terrible place to put the end live video button. Uh, okay, uh, Dave, Facebook Live, your end live video button looks like a send button when you're making chats. I just want you to know that. But I dropped it in there, and then I'll also drop it in on YouTube after we are uh, done with this particular broadcast. But uh, remember, just because the laws change 
or a bill is introduced doesn't mean that the law has actually been changed. And that was one of the, we could talk about it now, I guess, because a lot of my uh, clients in Illinois have been waiting for yesterday when the committee uh, approved the final rules. And so now that stuff that I showed you that was in red line can be placed into all black ink and I can wait for the, the halcyon moment when uh, the website for the state of Illinois will be updated and they will provide us with the official uh, application for both hemp cultivation and also uh, processing and then uh, hemp will come to Illinois. But, you know, it, it just goes to show that that takes a long time. And not only that, you have to go through the, the law process. And that's that's different. I mean, like uh, right now in Illinois, I, I check it every day. I'll put it in the links. Uh, SB 007, which is the anointed uh, legalization for adult use bill, still haven't seen that. They've, they've evidently read it three times. Uh, to the members of the legislature, but who's seen it? And these are some of the problems because, you know, you have people like yourself trying to uh, do do justice and, and fair business and, and, and get rid of the stigma. But then a lot of these backroom deals are going to happen in the next few years. And it's going to take a few years. It's not like magically it's just going to be legalized everywhere. But that's that's why we kind of have this channel and we have people on on the news to explain what they're doing to stop cannabis prohibition. So right. what are your goals with uh, the G-Ban network? The G-Ban. So the G -Ban. Um, yeah. yeah, the Global Buzz Analysis Network, uh, uh, basically, you know, we want to be a, a conduit uh, for all things cannabis to help uh, people promote their businesses, uh, have a, a platform to where they can share their opinion, uh, they can uh, uh, advertise their dispensaries if they have them um, in the states where it's legal. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, a conduit for people to come together and, uh, and uh, you know, celebrate uh, themselves and their businesses. But the idea for it kind of came uh, to me uh, uh, out, in uh, out in Colorado uh, on a golf course where uh, uh, we were all playing pretty badly. And uh, 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 we all decided to take a, a hit off a of vape pen. And, what is uh, this vape pen that you talk about? <laughs> has has something in cannabis really come onto the scene in the past? When was the last time? When was the first time you saw a vape pen? Oh my God! I uh, probably four or five years ago, but it was it wasn't with cannabis. It was just a regular. Like I, I remember the e-cigarettes coming into the scene, right. and those weren't vape pens, but kinda like you know they're vape they had pens like for an tobacco. It, it was like, like a big huge thing. Yeah. When I was a younger man, 10 years ago, when I started this uh, thing, uh, there was vaporizers and vaporizers. The one that I had, you plugged into a, a wall and it had a bag and it was like the coolest thing ever 10 years ago because you would you would take your flower, which back then was all black market flower. Hey, Biggie, thank hey. you for joining us. Oh, good. Hey. Oh, good. You figured out. How to help uh, make this more confusing? Okay. All right. All right. Um, hey, I watched your guys' podcast from a couple days ago, so uh, I've seen you before, Miguel. Nice to see you again. Nice, nice to see you. Uh, who am I seeing? My name's yeah. My name is Matt Blake, and uh, I'm with uh, uh, an app called the Global Buzz Analysis Network. And oh we're, wow! So we're a, uh, a cannabis social media conduit. Oh, so, there you go kind of uh, uh, something new, something different, exciting. Hey, yeah. uh, 
Hey, Miggy, is your camera like horizontal? It, it is. Am I sideways? Yes. yes. Yeah. It, it, like what you what we talked about happened. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> we tried to like uh, you know, turn up the the quality of the 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 marketing well the, the quality of the video project that we're doing and uh, evidently what type of phone do you have, man? It's a Samsung Galaxy Nine. And that's why you don't buy a Samsung Galaxy 9, because when you turn it horizontally uh, for landscape to do a Google Hangout, it still keeps you vertically right. for some reason. Yep. And also it's about like the programming of the, of the whatever, you know, some some apps just like uh, Instagram, they'll always be the center. In profile. In profile. Yeah. Profile. Landscape. landscape. Gotcha. Profile. Landscape. landscape. <laughs> profile. Hey, so what happened in uh, legalization news uh, in Seattle this week? So nothing uh, really. Uh, it's a lot of events that are going on. Um, so nothing particular uh, legal wise. But uh, as you know, uh, CBD is still a big who to do going on. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that CBD is getting bigger and bigger. And it looks like, according to uh, the USDA guy, uh, I'm not even sure where this guy is, USDA secretary. He says the, the driving force in uh, marijuana legalization or cannabis legalization, because, you know, cannabis includes bulk hemp and also marijuana, uh, is the uh, CBD hemp and then also the, um, the actual mar marijuana. It's like people want uh, this, this plant for the chemicals that are, are they patented? Uh, actually, there is a patent on those chemicals and it runs out here in the next two weeks. Oh, really? Really? What patent is that? I uh, can't remember the name of it. 6630507. There you go. That's right. There's a guy you know. I also like stuff. to call it 663507. <laughs> Sounds like a printing letter. Yeah, yeah. Cannabinoids, and neuroprotectorants. So, you know, there's a big conspiracy theory about that, too, of all this fucking passing the farm hemp bill just in time for the uh, the the patent to be dropping off. That's held by the uh, health. What is it? The uh, Department of Health. Health and Human Services owned it. And then it goes back to the USDA, which is going to have some of the regulatory authority of uh, the, the, the cannabis plant as it goes forward into the future. Uh, it's Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. I'm not sure if he's related to the Purdue family that uh, is famous for either chicken or opioid drugs. Probably, most likely. Can't be a coincidence, I don't think. Well, that's that's one of the things. Do you think there's going to be a lot of uh, pushback from the uh, the pharmaceutical companies as uh, uh, cannabis continues to become more legalized and they're using CBD products to uh, treat anxiety and, and pain? Well, the FDA, uh, they just had testimony on the the pushing of the cbd how they're you know uh they're saying it's market driven yeah and and, and i think yeah, overall that was the uh the sunny purdue the usda uh yeah. the fda's the fda is still oh, yeah. off into the future the fda hearing is called for may 31st so tune okay. in to the may 31st episode of cannabis legalization news uh coming to you on may 31st or the wednesday thereof it's just a horrible alphabet soup, I think, no matter what, of just people trying to regulate something that shouldn't be regulated like that. Uh, you know, once they legalized it with the hemp bill, that they leave the fuck alone. I mean, there's they, there's already people selling Walgreens is selling it. Uh, yes. Have they started selling it in the stores, or is that something that is 
weeks or months down the line. Well, I know CBS, no, Safeway. Safeway does have it in their line right now in their their, their partner stores. Um, that was a big video of one of my friends did uh, where he walked through the aisle just, you know, all this, yeah, just showing it. Um, and then also hemp itself as a product with like hemp uh, seeds uh, for eating or uh, like granola bars right. or whatnot. Yeah, that was the yeah, they, uh, they bought that, that was recently purchased, I thought, by a, a fairly large food conglomerate. The Manitoba Hemp Company. But there's a lot of hemp products out there that I think people are trying to figure out how they can get extra money out of, you know. I'm really interested to see what the hemp plant's going to turn into because genetics are going to get out there. I mean, uh, what can they do with uh, where science is right now with the hemp plant? If they're trying to grow it for purely industrial purposes of replacing petroleum products, uh, and plastics and whatnot. So they don't necessarily want the CBD aspect to it, but they do want all the other hydrocarbons that are in there and the cellulose. So like in 10 years, will we be able to, because some sativas, how tall do they get? Sativas can get what, 20 feet high? Man, I the one I grew just uh, last year was, I mean, eight foot just for like malnourished treating it because I didn't feed it as much as I should have or not. And it was eight foot, probably about four foot wide. It was a huge yeah, now imagine you get science on that stuff and you're not growing it for the colas at all. You're not growing it for its uh, cannabinoids, for either THC or CBD, and you're just trying to see if you can grow that thing like a tree, like a bamboo forest, like something right. that you could, you could harvest every year because you're trying to take out oil companies. And if you think there's pushback right now, just wait until big oil finds out that, you know, well, again... Yeah, already. They're already working well, on it. The, the, you know, the diesel engine was originally made for uh, hemp oil. By those Germans? That no. <laughs> the, the 1920s, the, the original patent was for uh, a hemp uh, oil. I thought Mercedes invented the, the diesel engine, but I could be wrong about that. Remember that one time that I thought Nintendo started by making galoshes? Oh. <laughs> it turns well, out... It was Samsung, and they, they made a lot of things, not just galoshes. They, uh, they were a noodle trader, kind of like a, a, a grocery store. And then as uh, protectionism was a big thing after the Korean War, and so uh, it, it turned into like a, a Walmart to a certain extent and a multipurpose thing that eventually then it got into creating like textiles, and then it eventually started creating electronics. And now it's creating cell phones that when you turn on a, on a, on a landscape, it will not do that. It will keep it in profile. Well, I mean, that's like, a lot of companies' uh, stories, though, right? GE started as an actual power company, and now they creepy own everything most of the time. At what pending on what moment? Yeah, we bankrupt here in a bit. But uh, moving on, this is a big news uh, week for the federal laws that came out. Uh, oh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin is expressing uh, his support for the uh, well. He's calling for a bipartisan fix to the marijuana banking issues. Read between the lines, it is uh, the Safe Banking Act, because the Safe Banking Act actually does a lot of good for the uh, problems that are caused by marijuana's Schedule One substance status. No, that's huge. Um, and I did lie. I lied. Uh, there is some Washington State news. Uh, one of my uh, friends uh, and longtime activist and grower, Farmer Tom is actually starting a, a school for hemp growing out here in Washington. Um, and as you were talking about the genetics of hemp, that's kind of, <clears throat> it hasn't been in the law yet, but one of the things that they are, because everything has to have rules. Um, 
the, the, the issue in Western rules if we don't have them. Right. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah. Uh, Dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. I just say uh, horizontal and, and, and platform, you know, and portrait. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the things that they're kind of complaining about out here is outside grows, outdoor grows. So if you have your high, you want your high THC plant growing outside in the sun, and then down a block you have a hemp uh, farm. Uh, who's to say there's not going to be any cross pollination? And that's a big issue with these. Uh, you know, more worried on the marijuana side than the hemp side. Well, I mean, like again, we'll just have a whole bunch of the argyle strain or the pink, the electric pink lemonade strains, which are uh, of almost a one-to-one -one ratio of THC CBD. But you're right, if you're growing the industrial hemp uh, under a different license and a different set, and it's the same flipping plant after all, it's yeah. going to have a cross pollination. So that, well. It depends on how it's being grown. You're right. And so it would be the next generation. So if you're starting, though, from like a hemp seed and sure, you have some pollination. And so like that, that hemp crop that you have, if you try to then take that seed and grow it next year, you're going to have it's not going to be hemp. It's going to be coming in hot because you're going to go over that 0 0.3 threshold with you know that fast. Well, there's a, a time period, too. So. Last year, I had three plants. I didn't know what they were. They were just a gift to me, and uh, they were already clones. <clears throat> and by the time they got about four foot tall, um, one of them had little uh, balls. You know, that's how you tell it's going to be the, the, the boy. Yeah. yeah. And so everybody's telling me, kill it, kill it, get rid of it. And my dumbass decided, I want to see how it looks when it grows up. So I took it. I want to pollen everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I took it about 20 feet down, just thinking it would be safe. And I still got some decent plant, but I think it would have been better if I would have just killed it ahead of time. So what, what's the reasoning behind that? Is that to, to keep it from contaminating other plants in the area? What's there, the deal? There's, there's one that I'll let Miggy speak to, but I, I just mentioned stable genetics. But what's the other one, Miggy? Well, there's a sex period, right? So uh, if the, the, the hemp plant, the boy plant, can actually turn the girls into boys. By, I didn't know. Yeah. What about the uh, potency of the THC levels? In the hemp plant or in the... Uh, in no, that I think that CBD levels aren't really uh, impacted too much by pollination, but that's not the case with THC. No, and I'd imagine with DNA type, it, you know, it once it starts turning into a boy, because you can have hermaphrodite plants and whatnot, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's got boys and girls. <laughs> but They call that the entourage effect. And, but I mean, that's the whole reason, like when people have flowering rooms and, um, uh, you know, the, the, the cannabis hemp, either what do you, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a, a plant that absorbs everything around it, right? You think all plants are like that. They absorb. Yeah, they, that's one of the upsides that they're talking about for uh, industrial hemp is how it's able to uh, strip toxins and impurities out of the land itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, I think hemp a long time ago was part of the, the cyclic, you know, uh, crop rotation. Yeah, which is what, as uh, uh, someone who grew up in Missouri, uh, I mean, just to regenerate the soil to be able to grow hemp legally outside, just for that purpose to uh, put the, the those all that good uh, stuff back into the soil and have the hemp plant take out all the. You know, just to get it back in the rotation will help 
make the soil that much healthier. I think. Yeah, in Illinois, we have something different. We have something different in uh, uh, Urbana, Illinois. We have a strip of ground that's been growing corn every year for like over 100 years. It's, it's essentially a shrine to uh, dump chemicals in it, and you can grow corn on corn on corn on corn. Well, there's a thing in garden called the Three Sisters. Okay, what's that? So the Three Sisters, it's like three different beans, and one adds the nutrients, the other one takes it out, and, you know, there's a symbiotic thing going on there. Right. And, 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 and like you're saying with the crop rotation, it's kind of, you know, growing's fucking hard. Freaking. Uh, growing... <laughs> This is why when, when people worry about diversion and, and, you know, we can't let everybody have a seed or a plant. No, it's just hard. Right. Uh, whether you're, you're contending with the environment or just treating the seed itself to germinate it and let it get to at least a foot tall. And even when you get to a foot tall, you're still not even safe because you still have other factors that will come into play, like spider mites and maybe oh. bad uh, 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 soil or bad... Uh, um, like, uh, whatever you're trying to feed it, you know, that it, it, it oh, is what all it sorts of things can go wrong. And then, you know, because of the, the, the novelty of, uh, industrial hemp this year, I'm sure you're going to have punk teenagers in the field, you know, yanking out plants and be like, look, I got a pot, man, but it's not, it's industrial hemp. And by the way, you're not allowed to be handling that unless you have your license, license and registration, please, sir. Right. And, uh, speaking of, did you hear that Cory Booker came out against the States Act? No. Did you see that States Act thing that I did uh, this past week? You know, I just did like a little brief analysis on it. I saw I didn't I didn't watch the whole video, but yeah, I saw you did something. What's up? What you well, you need to that? watch the whole video because it really helps with the Google search algorithm. Because if you watch the whole video, then it's it's Google thinks it's more relevant and it'll rank higher. But I go off on a tangent about the Equal Protection Amendment and how the States Act apparently creates uh, slave states and free states. I'm sorry, that is, uh, that's that's arcane, uh, you know, nomenclature. Let's call them prohibitionist states and free states. But, oh, God. you know, they, they, it's got, you know, shall not apply to any person acting in compliance with state law language. Oh. So, like, if, uh, for example, you're a guy from Illinois and, you know, you had a great weekend. And so uh, there's, oops, uh, an ounce in your pocket or something, which is lawful because in the state of Illinois, it's the state of Illinois 2022, by the way, uh, sure. and it's it's legal then. So you're able to have that. But you, you got to go to Indiana because right across the border in Indiana, there's Danville, Indiana, there's amazing steakhouse. You want it was Ron, uh, Ron Swanson's from Parks and Rec's favorite steakhouse. And oh, wow. Yeah, well, you know, it's a fictional show, but it's uh, it's about Indiana, so they made it somewhat real. Sure. And um, <laughs> and so you know that 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 right there, you know, you get popped for it by the feds, let's say, um, or maybe even by the state because uh, the, of that. You know, I, the the law though is different, and because like as soon as you've gone out of one state and into another state. You're not being treated the same way. So right. you're creating states where like it's kind of no different than like back in the day. If somebody left a certain southern state to go to a northern state, which was labeled a free state, and suddenly they aren't a slave no more. And remember, that's one of the reasons why we fought a war and also have the Equal Protections Clause in the uh, in the Constitution. And it looks like that the States Act. You know, it might be another example of an unconstitutional law waiting to happen, but I don't think it's going to make it out of committee. Yeah, no, I, you know, that's 
a very dysfunctional part of our our, our our policy, I think, when it comes to cannabis and the, and the war on drugs, as far as allowing these states to be experiments, which have proven that it's no longer an experiment. You know, uh, um, even in legal states, they have their own issues. Um, I would post it. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm in my car. I'm not a, next to a computer, but uh, there was an incident in Nevada, who's a recreational use state, where a guy was rolling a joint in his truck and was harassed by cops for rolling a joint in his truck. Well, is it because you're supposed to be like in your house or something like that? Is that what the deal is? Well, they, they were trying to tell him, yeah, that, that you weren't allowed to be out in public with it. And I don't think that's a case. I mean, consumption, I can see. But he was just rolling a joint, not, not even uh, using it. Uh, and someone called the cops because a suspicious vehicle was parked, which like I am right now in front of a fire department. But um, you can start rolling a joint, dude. It's legal. <laughs> But you know that's the thing. It's like the, the 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 law itself. You got these cops going after easy targets, and, and even in your own legal state. Like, let's can we have a priority of fucking bad stuff? You know, rape, murder. Worry about those guys first. Hang on. Let's not forget line items on budgets. Now that money comes in. One of the most expensive uh, line items in a village, a township, uh, not not a township. Township is uh, public aid, but in a village or in a city. Uh, or a town's uh, budget would be the line item for the law enforcement. And I mean, it's, it is. It, uh, looking at the budget I was looking at last night at the trustees meeting, I want to say roughly one third of the budget was dedicated to police. And so it's not all that dissimilar than, you know, if you look at the federal budget, how much of that is dedicated to the, the defense uh, appropriation? It's quite a lot. And so yeah. you know, our country spends a lot on security and on safety. And if, um, you know, some of that goes away. Uh, those people might be worried about their jobs as opposed to like realizing that their jobs are, are going to be, you know, more focused on stopping the bad crime. You know, like you, you make the joke sometimes looks like we'll be able to test those rape kits after all. Yeah. I, I mean, there is real bad stuff out there. Why can't we just focus on the real bad stuff out there? I, you know, I think I'm too much of a hippie where I think people actually do a job because they believe they're trying to like make a difference. All right. Have, have you met uh, Mr. Blake over here? Uh, uh, why don't you tell them about? Now I got to get this right. G band. The G band's uh, corporate philosophy. Well, there's we're pushing two hashtags. Uh, buzz analysis. Hashtag buzz analysis is where we're doing like what we're doing here. We're doing uh, a synopsis and giving our opinion about different aspects of uh, everything cannabis uh, from legalization news to, uh, uh, you know, uh, procedures to, um, you know, arts and entertainment, how it affects the culture. Um, but the other hashtag that we're doing, which is the point you're trying to make, is through cannabis sensibility. And what that means, to at least to me, is that, you know, if you have the experience of using cannabis in a safe and legal environment, you're not going to want to, you're going to want to have a kinder, gentler world to where, you know, the cops aren't going to be as busy because people are, you know, a lot more mellower and they're not out to, uh, you know, impose their will or it, screw each other over that type of, you know, be a lot more thoughtful about uh, the way they do business, about the way they treat each other. And that's what the corporate business really needs in, in our opinion is that, you know, oh, yeah. The, the the old saying is it's a dog eat dog world, but we're not dogs. So that's kind of the what the thought leadership we're trying to push out into the world. Well, so, on the corporate side, that's huge. Uh, 
you know, even like just now, uh, the reason why we had to read during our time is because I just went to a job interview. A job interview that I, I won't have. Crushed it, by the way. I hope you've crushed it. Yeah, so do I. I mean, the the, the pay increase is going to be huge. Look, I, I make good enough money right now. I, I do really well. Um, Seattle's Seattle spends. That's what I'm saying. I like to call myself Seattle poor. You know, uh, even though I make about eighty plus k, uh, I'm still paying such a paycheck. And but that's okay because I have a great gig. I work in a, a cow lab. I run the show. Um, but here, here's what kills me though: all my fucking high paying jobs, I never had to take a P test for. But if I had to go work at McDonald's or fucking, uh, uh, you know, any flipping burger job, that's where I get P test and I can't qualify. For flipping burgers? Because they want you to make sure that you are a good cog in that system. And if you don't follow the rules, when I tell you to pee in a cup, buddy, how am I supposed to tell you that the fryolator is, is busted? So you have to come in. And by the way, we're going to start paying this robot nothing an hour. And we want you to train him to do your job. <laughs> hey, it's just sad when, you know, the... Yeah. Walmart. Walmart robots today. That's what I just heard. Yeah. They're gonna have Walmart has robots. Hey. Paying their employees. Oh my god, fifteen dollars an hour. Everybody hire the robots. <laughs> that's why I work in tech. Yeah, that's why I work in law and tech. I embrace that's our overlord masters. Yeah, I'm in the cannabis industry. <laughs> but that's definitely industry. It is a growth industry. That mentality, though, of like requiring a, a, to pass a urination test just just to, to have a job is ridiculous. And it's not a high quality job. It's a, it's a crummy quality job. And why? Why? I mean, and not only that, it's it, when it comes to tech or when it comes to all these places, isn't it interesting that where all the tech jobs are is when where cannabis is already legal? Because if it wasn't, you know, those places would have left. Uh, but, you know, if you want to have a zero tolerance drug policy, make sure that the employees that you have are cogs and they aren't creatives, they aren't powerful, they, they don't have to think and like actually be rewarded or treated like a human being because they're gonna be like, no buddy, I'm not, I'm not peeing in a cup for you or anybody. You know, anybody of any self-worth can just turn it down a job and find another one. I believe it's the New Orleans police that said they're not gonna be testing anymore for cannabis. Huh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, there is a police department, and they're starting to wise up. You know, what was it, two years ago, the FBI said they're having issues uh, getting hackers. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to get a hacker that doesn't doesn't do something that's weird. Illicit? <laughs> well, at least you can pay them in Bitcoin, and that, that used to be the way to go. But now, you know, you might want to start paying them something else. Well, well there's go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. I was gonna say there's so many coins out there now, but I like your uh, your focus on the corporate mentality, though. Well, I think that the uh, you know um, look at the world we've created for ourselves. Is this the uh, is this the best we could do? You know, I think where uh, our thought leadership comes into play is uh, you know um, is being engaged being engaged with your uh, uh, constituents and uh, bringing their opinions into uh, how uh, we can, you know, uh, make things work a little bit better. And I think uh, the cannabis industry has a real opportunity to uh, be uh, more of a salon society uh, instead oh, of like who's going to be the next Amazon of cannabis. 
I mean, nobody wants that. Well, and I with, think it's with regulation, though, you're absolutely right in the sense that with regulation, and it's going to be a highly regulated substance. Nobody right. is disputing that. Right. Uh, I hope that it's not so highly regulated that it becomes vertically integrated so that it's all McDonald's of the world, not burger joints. I want it to be as burger joint, you know, fit like Bob's Burger family burger joints owned and operated. Craft beers. Can, craft beers. Yeah. That's right. And you can do it because you get to start with the legislative rubric right now. Right. Now, uh, your your big cannabis players, your acreage holdings, your MedMen, your your Tilrays and all that, that's still going to be there. I right. mean, it's not like how many. All right. If you wanted to go buy a television or some electronics, where do you go? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to to see them and to play with them. Where would you oh, go? Yeah. We got we got a store here. It's called Video Only. It's a local. Uh, That's crazy. There's one in yeah. Chicago called uh, Apt. Well, we, a ABT. Let me tell you where the rest of the world goes. It's called Best Buy. Uh, they don't have Circuit City no more. They don't have Radio Shack. And so <laughs> you you have like one main uh, large competitor that owns the whole thing. Kind of like how we're coming to you live now, right on Facebook and Google. And we're not doing the best job of it because you have to have two things and like one day, one day in a few months, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, speaking of having to play by the rules and having to play by the rules of the game that you, you find yourself in, and when we find ourselves in 2019, it's a very technologically advanced and social media savvy. So like if you can't advertise on Google or advertise on Facebook, you basically don't exist in the internet. Right. Uh, and so uh, one great piece of news that I'm going to share the screen here, at least for those of us that are on Google, uh, I uh, fought Facebook and I won it. Uh, I, I won it. And so like, you know, they, uh, they had, and so like, this is the page guys. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can go to marijuana prohibition is unconstitutional. Uh, it's, it's Facebook backslash uh, free THC. But uh, they they had I had this ad going and they deked me and then they said, no, you can't. Uh, we've reviewed your ad and determined that it now complies. And so they they undid theirs. But um, here's here's their one from yesterday. OK, but hemp is illegal in other parts of the world. So your policy, you know, uh, you can't you can't advertise for it. So my uh, reminder to them was. Uh, so wait a second. Uh, Facebook is now going to be listening to uh, what China is that uh, so if it's illegal in China then Facebook's gonna say no you can't do it but that can't be it for hemp because uh, China is actually one of our lead exporters of hemp so okay so it's not China it's not us and most of this hemp is also grown in Europe so it's not Europe uh, what countries are they like worried about like Angola is it illegal in the Congo I mean and then so and then I was asking like look it's gonna be it's legal in America it's legal in the United in Illinois how am I supposed to help these people that want to go into business so find a, a legal counsel so that they can have somebody there for them to go to bat with them and make sure that they can stay on top of these exceedingly confusing, convoluted, right. and evolving laws? Do you well, think maybe on Facebook too? I mean, because yeah. that is, uh, you know, it, it, it's a pretty sticky wicket in regards to. Uh, getting your word out of it, you always feel like uh, they park your algorithm uh, in some sort of a cul-de-sac where no one sees your the stuff that you do in your feed. At least that's our experience so far. So, oh, maybe what do you call this? Well, Facebook does have the shadow ban. The shadow ban. Right. So if you type in the word cannabis, marijuana. So I used to 
I was telling before, uh, you know, part of what I got popular for whatever is, you know, I make memes about cops who don't arrest and do boasts and brags because it's easy to shoot somebody down. You know, I call it troll the police. And troll so, the police. Troll yeah. the police. That's, that's, that's great. But uh, one of the ways I would find these arrests, because cops are very boisterous and they'd post their freaking findings, I would type in marijuana, cannabis, and I would see these posts by the cops and I'm able to sing all them out. Now when you type in cannabis, nothing pops up. No right. search found. You can't tell me when there's billions of people, I type in one word cannabis, nothing's going to pop. Same but, thing with when uh, right now I have confirmation from my cousin who's an attorney in Chicago. Hi, Seth. Um, uh, so uh, I, I told him, hey, uh, do me a favor, search cannabis lawyer in, in Chicago because it's highly geocentric depending on where you're going to rank. And I'm result too. I'm underneath normal.org. So there you go. Uh, and uh, let's 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 keep let's keep googling. Uh, he's, he's clapping for Jerry. Who wouldn't? I was clapping for Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clapping uh, but, for you. Know, so that's your Google result. Congrats. That's that's, uh, that's a lot of SEO work, and that's what we're doing on this, and we're yeah. gonna continue to do more. But um, man. I'm kind of. It stinks that the shadow bans out there because when I when I when I look at the uh, data that that you can get, like you know SEMrush or Ahrefs or any of these tools for SEO, uh, they scrape the information that Google is outputting to see what the uh, search trends are, and the shadow ban is there as well. So if I'm googling, yeah. you know, cannabis prohibition, nobody's googling it. Yeah, right. Nobody's googling. Right. But then if I put like weed prohibition, then I can get a number, you know, which is strange that weed isn't under the shadow ban, but cannabis is, hemp isn't. So I'm also seeing people buying ads on uh, Google for hemp. Do you think when your uh, ad got denied, it's perhaps the ignorance of the whatever IT guy that runs that show, still confusing hemp and, and, and marijuana as far as not realizing one is legal, the other one still isn't? There's so many things that go wrong in life. I just quit like really trying to think about like what the reason is and just be like, all right, well, how do I respond to this? And so like, yeah, it, it could have just been, um, you know, somebody just saying no or more or less. It could also be like there's some people that might want to see me fail. And so they might like, you know, be reporting that to uh, Facebook. And so that's why they took it down and they reviewed it. And then they put it back up. I mean, it could be the exact same reason why I've been hacked like 19 times in the past month. But um, I think I what's that? I say you guys stop using one, two, three as a password. <laughs> hey, that is the password I use on my luggage. <laughs> hey, Miguel, can, can yeah. you talk a little bit about uh, in, in relation to the shadow ban? And one of the things that Thomas and I were talking about before uh, we started broadcasting was kind of the stigma of uh social media users uh, talking about or uh, wanting to click on. So like we post content about, you know, the G band and what we're doing. We post it to Facebook, we post it to Twitter, we post it to, uh, to Instagram, we post it to um, LinkedIn, but people talk to me all the time. They say, Blake, I love your stuff, but I'm afraid to click on it. I, I don't want to give it a like because yeah. uh, I'm scared of my company. Is that something that's a thing or yeah. is that just bogus? Well, even when I started blogging about cannabis um, 13 years ago, uh, and mostly I was doing, you know, when MySpace was a thing, I, I was writing in those Don't little blogs. You go back. You go back, man. You've been <laughs> in it. You're like basically normal is founded. You started activism. With my I been, you know, when I got my dial up done, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's definitely a thing where employers, uh, so, you know, back to like the Facebook, uh, censorship type stuff. Um, you know, like right now there's the whole alt-right censoring the, that type right. shit. Right. And, 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 and some of that's good. I mean, Alex Jones is nuts and billions of people believe him. But yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. But the same token, the argument against that is you're, you're squashing freedom of speech and you're also being the one who decides, you know, like you were saying before Facebook and Google, there was more internet, you know, and, and all these bullshit lawsuits that are coming out as far as like wanting to break them up. I mean, that's not where you want to go because they still aren't the internet. It's just the mass population is ignorant and doesn't know how to I think law actually plays a larger part as well. It's kind of like saying like, hey, I invented the phone and now the phone's everywhere. And then they wanted to break up Ma Bell and they did. They broke yeah. up telecoms. But the, the reason why the phone was useful was because you had one. And the reason why Facebook's useful or uh, Google is useful is because when you have a connection to somebody and then there's a billion connections, the network itself becomes geometrically more important. And that's one of the reasons why I do these YouTubes. And that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of my digital content is because as those little nodes get out there, my, my uh, Metcalf's law continues to work for me. And so like people eventually start building all these backlinks that I'm trying to get like in my first year, when you're trying to get your website off, they just start pushing them right back onto you. So it gravitates. So like if I can become uh, stay on page one, as like, you know, Hey, out there, Google cannabis attorney, and then click on cannabisindustrylawyer.com. But uh, if I can keep doing that over the course of the next few years, those those connections that you get from there, it's just it's just it's powerful, but it rewards uh, a disproportionate amount of the people. And like that's one of the reasons why Facebook is so large. It's one of the reasons why I think Google is so large because the people like to Google things. But what? It doesn't mean that uh, cannabis is information tech. Cannabis, while there's a lot of tech in it, it's not a cell phone, right? No, and, and what, what I'm trying to get with is like, you know, when I started blogging, uh, you know, I chose the name Mickey 420 because that was like my gaming tag. It was easy. Uh, uh, I was already on the internet, subscribing to everything. It wasn't my throwaway account. It was my I want to play games and kick your ass account. Right. So, um, you know, I had plenty of throwaway accounts, too, that I created a name of cannabis just to, like, troll somebody. But uh, it is a thing where if your employer sees that you like somebody or they see that you like something and they're going to, like, think that you're a pothead, that you're, you know, exactly. there, there's still stigma. And, and yeah, uh, that's why, because, like, when I wrote that book and I uh, met you back in, like, 2010, I then got a job at a bank law firm in 2011. And they're like. You represent well, financial institutions and complex uh, commercial transactions, son. Now act like it. And I did. And then six years later, they're like, hmm, there's money to be made. We need a cannabis group. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, and that's the thing, right? Money talks, money motivates, and also show social stigma. So out here in Washington, I don't really, I don't fear people nowadays. If you Google Miggy 420, so that's the thing. I create a digital profile over these past huh you google yourself it it's a it's to me it's a digital profile right and right. so i've worked hard maintaining my name just that miggy 420 so here's the thing don't put all your eggs in one basket right yeah. you're not yeah. going to start a business on just one facebook so back in the day 
in MySpace, people got famous and got rich, you know, for their band or for the brand because MySpace didn't dictate, you know, they let the organic people choose like this is what they're going to gravitate towards. Sure. You know, and, and that Facebook decides now because there's money involved. I don't know who's behind what or who's the moral authority, but for still in some parts, people think there's that, you know, marijuana is a negative thing. And it's illegal. Hmm? It's illegal, at least federally. I mean, marijuana is a schedule one substance. And let's uh, let's do a callback to our episode from last weekend where we were talking about if CBD oil can make you fail a drug test and piss right. hot and test positive for THC. And you know where I turn to to get that answer? Weed News. That's I'll right. WeedNews.co. I will leave this in the comments. But well, I'll leave this in that comments over there for Facebook and in the description for the, uh, the YouTube. Long story short, maybe, maybe CBD oil can make you test positive. And the reason for that is there's no purity standards as it stands right now. There's various types, of course. And so like if you're doing a, a complete CBD isolate, but who's, who's certifying that, that that isolate has been pured? I mean, there's some some companies that are providing uh, purity testings and results, and that's just one of the examples of these small businesses that are cropping up that support the cannabis uh, industry, and especially with the the difference that we have with uh, uh, hemp and then marijuana being something that uh, these tests and these purity things. And again, I care about what I'm putting in my body. I don't necessarily want all the uh, toxins and all the chemicals that you can put on a marijuana plant to end up with something that I'm taking because I'm gonna take, you know, if you just take the broad extract of it. And so if your, uh, if your hemp was good in the sense that it came back under the 0.3%, great. And you do a broad type of full extract or broad extract, they call it, that one may still have some THC. And then if you do like 18 bottles of it, sure. I mean, if you get over like a, let's say it's that, uh, Let's say it's exactly 0.3, right? So uh, then let's say you do a thousand milligrams of uh, CBD of that extract. So that means that you still had like uh, three milligrams of THC, which it, it definitely won't get you high if you took it with a thousand milligrams of CBD. I don't know what happens if you take a thousand milligrams of CBD. I've never tried, right. but um, it, you could then perhaps test positive. But also because there's no standardization in these tests, you don't know if the, the CBD isolate or the CBD hemp or the full extract, the cannabis CBD oil or whatever uh, product that you're, you're choosing to ingest is uh, so pure that it will create a different metabolite because CBD does create a different metabolite than THC and they are testing for the THC metabolite. So in theory, CBD oil should make you not test positive. Right. And you know, but Thomas, uh, uh, the, if you go to G-Band CBD, uh, the, the CBD that we offer on our site is tested by the independent lab called Consumer Lab. And the Consumer Lab, the, the brands that we carry, Elixinol and Plus CBD Oil, uh, are the highest testing or in the top five of all the CBD that's offered. And they, they test a wide you know variety or spectrum of products. So if you want to get CBD that doesn't have the, the THC in it and tests the highest per milligram, best bang for your buck, go to gbandcbd.com. And that's something you got to do is you put your name behind it. I mean, you definitely need quality control. And, you know, there's a 
my my biggest pet peeve is lab regulation is plant regulation, right? I mean, if we had all the labs standardized and have the same protocols, use the same methodologies, then you can have a consistent judgment on everything. But we don't, and there won't be for a while, I don't think, in my opinion. Well, there's so many, I mean, it's just, it's the, the volume, volume, volume of, you know, there's so many growers, there's so many labs, there's so many companies. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's a huge, tremendous, you know, Wild West gold rush right now. So, I mean, they're, they're you know, the FDA needs to come out with its solid guidelines and stuff uh, to, to uh, regulate the industry, but, uh, you know. It'll get there. These things are an evolving issue. And I right. said, like, you know, legalization of marijuana is not flipping on a light switch. Right. And so it's going to take some time to work its way out. But the point is, if you tested positive for THC because you're taking CBD, you're taking crappy CBD. Right. Yeah. Or good CBD if you're into a little THC. Well, if you're into that, you might as well get your medical card. They make these wonderful gummies that are a two to one ratio, which is my favorite ratio of CBD to THC. Uh, it, it gives you uh, just a wonderful feeling of goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a warm fuzzy. Yeah. Um, it is a warm fuzzy. I prefer the edibles, for God's sakes. And, and you, you know, this is why the stigma is slowly getting broken and changing. But, you know, there's people like you guys yeah. who consume now, like, you know, fuck, dude, I'm 45. And I'm like, it's kind of weird to realize I'm getting older like that. Like, I'm. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> My shoulder. Brent's been yeah. dead since 89, man, or 90. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? I'm just a dabbler. I rarely uh, partake, but uh, my problem is, is when I do, I get higher than everybody else. That's my, uh, that's no, my it's, problem. No, it's just that you haven't burned out your CB1, CBD. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just your CB1, CBD. It's too bad that's the name of the chemical. Anyway, your CB1 receptor, after you've passed enough stuff through it you do build up a tolerance and so like now i'm i'm good you know i'm just good but uh it's kind of nice i mean I, the the most high i remember ever being was probably like the first time i got high but also the most drunk i ever remember being was probably the first time i got drunk you're just not used to it at all right yeah and, and the thing about cannabis too is um you know your tolerance definitely does build up but it's also like i like to call it vitamin thc you know uh your body acts a little different when you don't have some in your system. And then when you start having it regularly, you realize, well, shit, my day's a lot better now that I can move around. I feel a little looser. Right. Um, May you explain know. that patent. That's about to go off patent, you know, exactly. 66, 35, 07. Yeah. Now there is, uh, there's some old video uh, where, and I don't remember if you recall this. Do you remember how I made that puppet out of the patent? No. All right. This, because, uh, like, evidently on my Facebook page, which, again, facebook.com backslash free THC, you can find videos from me from 2010. And so uh, during some of those, like, I scripted some of them because I'm a weirdo. And uh, and I had um, I had Herb Rosenfeld's uh, canister of joints as a, as a talking pot can. And then I had a talking uh, patent. And then uh, there was just, I, I got the, the uniform code from work and I brought that back because we had like, we're a business firm. We don't need, uh, you know, 18 USC 402 or whatever the, uh, the code is for the Controlled Substances Act. And it was this monolith that would just not give two shits about like what, what the medical can said or what the patent said. It was like, I am the law. You have yeah. to pay me. 
that stuff. Lawyer I, humor. I'm. Yeah. I guess I was. I was like 32, and you know, making puppets in my in my. Uh, anyway, but I'm gonna I'm gonna recycle those. They're still on Facebook, and so I can download them and then upload them. So like after I hit 500 subs, I'll be like, and now Here's I think tree. you guys are, are ready to see 2011. This is this is gonna be hilarious. Uh, yeah. Your early work, the earlier stuff. Yeah, it's before I sold out. Was that when you were going by home? Uh, yeah, Home Row was my uh, pseudonym, and so that's that. Again, it was it was all about cannabis, and I was a bank lawyer, and also just writing under. I mean, like, why did you go with Miggy 420? Sometimes aliases are, especially when you're using them in like either a creative realm or a, a fictional realm of like video games, or you know, even if it's a rap name or something. Uh, pseudonyms they're kind of fun. Like, like Mark Twain was not his name, you know. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I I still wish I went through a cooler one with like Method Man. That'd be nice. But uh, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. <laughs> but you know, making four twenty is what I got. I'll stick with it. That's cool. Protect that uh, Google profile. Mm -hmm. Well, so what? With that, it's not. Yeah, I mean, with a digital profile, what it comes down to, um, at least when it came to me, securing my name, it was mostly like the new, the newest uh, apps that come out. You know, I jump on that and make sure I own it. You know, I just sign in, subscribe. Yeah. I mean, there was a methodology to what I was doing, but, and it actually worked out way just different than I, it, it was evolving as I was learning. So like, uh, yeah. you Google me now, the Mickey 420, you'll pop up with most of the predominant stuff that I worked with. Um, and then there's a bunch of offshoots of like, Hey, I'm not that white guy that, uh, I'm plenty of fish or I'm not that Filipino kid on oh, YouTube. Gosh. It's hilarious. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, it, it, like, uh, there's there's profiles for Mini 420 from like Plenty of Fish and like uh, other dating apps and stuff. No, I Google Mini 420 archives, cannabis news. It's uh, Toke signals. Hey man, whatever happened to Steve Elliott? Is he still writing out there? He still writes. Um, he you know that website. He just keeps that alive. I think mostly for the old articles I did on Lance Glore, um, and plus all the other whatever he's done but uh yeah no he's still alive he's still kicking and doing things out here he uh does some stuff he did some stuff with civilized um and he does some blogging for our local pot shops out here yeah we got to get him on the news man civilized yeah, canada right civilized no, he's canada? no he's uh like in the islands over here in, in washington state oh okay i actually went to his house uh, a couple years ago for a dinner was the food laced? Dude, there was so much weed in that apartment. It was, it was insane. It was, it was a table of just weed derbs. I bet it smelled delicious. Oh, it was a good time. I mean, a lot of these. That's why I like to. The advocacy side is is the most important side to me. I mean, I don't make any money at this. Uh, when I started doing this, I did have intentions of like I wanted to be a guy who travels America and helps share people's stories and, and blog right that way. Sure. But since that didn't catch on, I mean, the, uh, the meeting people like him and the growers, because I mean, really, it's about trust. Right. I mean, it's the, what other industry out there do you have so many people that don't want to click a like or yeah. are, are, are hiding underground for years as and they have the best weed. Um, that's, that's why they're hiding. Like, oh, I'm fine. I'm yeah. Legalize it. Yeah. Sharing sure, is not sure. caring. Yeah. Yeah. You now these guys that are hiding, you know, it's my goal to try and be friends with them just so I can sample it before they go away. 
Well, again, it all boils down to, and this was the, the main topic of MoCAM BizCon when we were there uh, this past month, is, is changing the stigma. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, what's the big deal? Um, I think we just need to, and, and we, one of the things that we want to address is we want to address the people that are the controllers of the messaging, because I don't think they know any better, truthfully. I think that they've been, you know, bamboozled into thinking that, you know, everything that drives uh, the, the, the perception today is either, you know, it's, it's bipolar, it's either fear or love, it's either positive or negative. And if you've, if you've got the, if you're fearful that your gravy train is going to be over, if cannabis is legalized, if, if you're in the petroleum industry, if you're in the pharmaceutical industry or if law, you're, enforcement. law enforcement, all that stuff, there's, there is a place beyond all the fears and the problems to where we can all meet in, you know, figure it out together. Well, even people in cannabis are sometimes their own worst enemy because they're afraid they're going to lose their cash cow tax-free. I mean, there's so many levels of people who uh, are against it. Uh, uh, it. I think I'm about to be approached by a farm or never mind. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm parked right from a fire station. <laughs> I just pulled over so I can like. Right. Are you in a parking lot? No, you're on the road. So no, I'm on the side of right parked in front of a. Yeah, here me a. Oh yeah, well don't, yeah. Read, uh, don't read, block uh, the fire truck. Legalization news on location at the fire house in Seattle, Washington, and we go to Maggie. Uh, what's going yeah. on, Maggie? Oh, and you know what you guys are talking about like you know big big cannabis. You know I'm not worried about big marijuana. I I encourage big marijuana because when big marijuana happens, there's gonna be big pockets, and big pockets don't want to go to jail. And, and really, that's the only thing I come down for this is just to help raise the issue that. We need to stop putting people in jail when we got alcohol and all these other things that are illegal that can kill you. True. Words of your mother. And let's let's end it with right there because they are shutting down house right here. I mean, you can see they've just shut off the lights at, uh, at here. It's 6 p.m. Uh, in, in Central Time, and uh, we've, we've burned a whole hour. This is the longest canvasation news like we've done. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, Matt Blake for Thomas. coming on uh, and G Band cannabis you know? lawyer. Google cannabis lawyer. Google that and, and maybe great luck on your uh, job interview. And we will do this next Wednesday, the same bad time. Same bad time. See you guys.